Hello, friends. Sleep Tight Stories, Sleep Tight Relax, and Sleep Tight Science are now available to play on Story Button, the device that makes it easy to listen to our shows and more without having to use a phone or tablet. This month, you can save $10 at storybutton.com when you use the code SLEEPTIGHT. Story Button, the home of imagination. Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Autumn Taylor from Aberdeen, Scotland. Happy belated birthday to Darcy, who turned seven on January 29th. Happy belated birthday to Phoebe, who lives in Hong Kong, who turned seven years old on February 1st. And happy belated birthday to Dylan D., from Sherman Oaks, California, who turned seven on February 2nd, with lots of love from Daddy. Happy birthday to Winnie Kate, who is turning eight on February 5th. Also, hello, Wyatt. Love, Mom and Dad. Happy birthday to Getty from Charleston, South Carolina, who is turning four on February 7th. Mama, Dada, Huxley, and Rosie love you so much and are so proud of you. Happy birthday to Caden Lee from Miami, who is turning 10 on February 7th. Hope every day is a good day for you, Caden. Happy 10th birthday. Love you from Baba, Gaga, and Sugar from Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Happy birthday to Lee, who is turning 6 on February 8th. Happy birthday to Ellis Kane in California, who is turning 8 on February 10th. Happy birthday to Francesca and Addie of Otatara, New Zealand, who turn eight on February 10th. You are loved beyond measure. Have a wonderful day. And happy birthday to Hayden's sister, Quinn, from Prague, Czech Republic, who is turning one. Happy birthday, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful day. For shout-outs, birthday wishes, and a touch of extra gratitude, Join us as a supporter. In addition to shout-outs, you'll enjoy exclusive stories and an ad-free listening experience. Find out more at sleeptightstories.org support. Thank you. Esther wakes up in pain after a night's sleep on the rocks. She and Araya still need to get to the top of the summit, but the path is getting more narrow and even the air is thinner. Esther dreamt about the summit and has an idea of what to expect when she gets there. But when they do finally arrive at the summit, even she is surprised by what happens. The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 27 Esther woke in pain. Her back hurt from the hard, rocky ground, and her legs let her know they would resist any efforts to move from her present position. She had slept a long time, she could tell. Exhaustion is a great way to ensure you sleep soundly, even with a bed of rocks and dirt. Her sleep was full of dreams, 
images of her mother and brother back in Shirewood. She saw her father. He looked thin and older with white hair. She saw what once looked like a great castle, now fallen into ruin. Its magnificent gardens, now devoid of any color. She saw the summit of Eldoria again, this time during the day. And without the mist, it was a clear view of the sky and the stars that gave it its name. She saw the tree with its thick scars, but still reaching to the sky, a sign that it still had hope for a better future. Its leaves were dark, but with some traces of color, like good magic still existed. Opening her eyes, she thought about how her mother and little brother looked in her dream. They both looked sad. She hadn't thought of the consequences of leaving to find her father, of walking through the portal. If she had, she would never have left. Her brother would be fine, but how would her mother deal with losing two to the unknown realm? You are finally awake, are you, princess? Araya said with a smirk on her face. I thought of going over to check if you were still breathing. You slept so soundly. If it hadn't been for your loud snorts and grunts in your sleep, I might have thought you left us for the land of constant rainbows. I'm not an animal from a farm, Esther retorted. Have you been standing there all night? Surely you need sleep too. I slept off and on. You never know what might sneak up on us when we sleep. I've heard tales of people finding themselves waking up in one of the Queen's work camps, Araya said, as she continued to scan the area for problems. Do they have beds at these camps? If they do, it might be preferable to where we slept, Esther said, as she shakily got to her feet, stretching out her back, which made audible cracks. Beds made from stone, Araya said, handing Esther her water sack and more sticky food. After taking a drink and a mouthful of food, Esther brushed herself off and mumbled with her cheeks full. Well, I guess we should get going. The summit is waiting for its princess, Araya replied wryly. Hopefully that's all it is. I hope I never see one of those awful creatures again, Esther said as she slung her bag and took the lead yet again. They started their ascent, their feet finding purchase on the narrow ledges and craggy outcroppings that dotted the steep path. It's a bit cooler than I remember, Esther said. The air was thin and crisp, biting at both their cheeks and making their breath visible in puffs of white. We were both warm from the walk and sheltered when we slept. It will get cooler the higher we go. I don't suppose you know a spell that will make us warm, do you? Araya joked. If I knew how to produce good magic, I would have created fluffy beds made from feathers and a pot of my mother's stew to warm us as we walked, Esther said as she willed her legs to work. Ha, you must have been dreaming, Araya said, slowing her pace to give Esther time to warm up. 
While the summit looked close, the path ahead was steeper and more treacherous than anything they had faced. The mountain seemed to rear up against them, its slopes featuring jagged branch-like pieces of rock. The sun cast long shadows across the mountain, filtered by the ever-present gray, the light glinting off shiny fragments of rock that looked almost like glass or ice. With each step, the summit seemed to grow closer and somehow more distant, a paradox of the mountain's daunting scale. The air grew even colder and thinner, making each breath an effort. Esther struggled, but she didn't complain. Even Araya was breathing heavier, which made Esther feel less guilty that she was having such a hard time and moving so slowly. Despite the physical toll, they both felt excited by what they saw below them. The lands were a patchwork of gray and the occasional spots of green. The only sound they could hear was the sound of the wind and their own breath. It felt isolated up here, but the sense of danger never really left. Araya kept looking for the signs of Scalix and Chicolores, their absence a relief. As they neared the summit, the path became a narrow ridge, the drop-offs on either side sheer and scary. Esther slowed her pace, her heart racing from fear and effort. They moved carefully. Esther stopped to take a breath. She was so close, yet she wasn't sure she could continue. Her legs were visibly shaking. She looked at Araya. You can do it, was all Araya said. And they did. Reaching the starlit summit of Eldoria was unlike anything Esther or Araya could have anticipated, especially for Esther, who had seen glimpses of it in her dreams. The reality of the summit was a stark reflection of those visions, filled with the omnipresent shadow of danger that seemed to follow them even here. The peak of the mountain was enshrouded in thick, swirling mists that gave the landscape an otherworldly appearance. The air was charged as if a storm brewed just beyond the horizon. As they made their final steps onto the summit, the vastness of the realm spread out below them, a reminder of the once vibrant life that had now dimmed under a veil of sorrow. The forests that spanned the foothills were a shadow of their former selves, all rock now, and the rivers that cut through the land were but dark, winding paths through the wilderness. Despite their exhaustion, Esther and Araya were driven by a sense of purpose. Esther, in particular, felt the weight of her dream guiding her steps. She was climbing to find answers, to what her purpose was, and to find a path to her father. The heart of Esther's dream, the great tree at the summit, was indeed waiting for them, just as she had seen. 
its wide branches stretched out towards the sky. But up close, its scars were more evident. The trunk bore the marks of damage, and its leaves, though still reaching for the light, were edged with darkness. It was resilient like the people of the known realm. Esther approached it slowly, her hand outstretched to touch the rough bark. The connection was immediate. A flood of emotions and visions washed over her, a mix of hope and despair, of battles fought and yet to be fought. Araya watched in silence, understanding the significance of this moment for Esther. This is it, isn't it? The place your vision guided us to, she said softly. Esther nodded, her eyes filled with tears. Yes, but it's more than that. It's a sign. The moment Esther's fingertips brushed against the scarred bark of the great tree, the air around them shifted. The pervasive mist that had cloaked the summit receded, and the sky above transformed into a canvas of brilliant blue. The chill that had accompanied them up the mountain dissipated, replaced by a comforting warmth that surrounded Esther, seeping into her bones and igniting a light within her heart. As she stood there, hand pressed against the tree, her eyes closed, a vision unfolded in her mind's eye. She saw the unknown realm, not as it was, but as it could be, alive with color and magic. The forests were lush and vibrant, the rivers clear and teeming with life, and the meadows bloomed with an endless variety of flowers. The people of the kingdom were gathered in a great circle, their faces turned towards her, eyes filled with hope. In the center of this vision stood Esther, but not the Esther who had climbed the mountain, the one with weak legs and dark, ragged clothes. This version of her was radiant, clothed in light that seemed to emanate from within her. She was their princess, their future queen, the conduit through which the good magic flowed back into the realm. The vision showed her leading her people, not with power, but with the goodness of her heart, restoring the land to its former glory. Then the vision shifted, and she was in a dark place, the air thick with the scent of decay. There, imprisoned by shadows, was her father, looking much older but with the same kind eyes. He reached out to her, and she knew she was the key to his release. The path to him was clear, lit by the soft, glowing light of her map that she knew to follow. The tree whispered to her, its voice a warm, gentle breeze. It told her of her importance to the realm, of the role she was born to play. She was the antidote to the gray that had seeped into the land, the only one who could confront the current queen, 
whose heart had been captured by the artifact. Esther was to replace gray with light, despair with hope. As the vision faded, Esther was left with an incredible sense of purpose. She felt that she had gained a hundred years' worth of experience. She opened her eyes to find the summit bathed in sunlight, the tree's leaves shimmering with a vitality that mirrored the transformation she felt within herself. She turned to Araya, who had witnessed the change but not the vision, her expression a mix of awe and curiosity. I know what we must do, Esther said, her voice steady and filled with a newfound confidence. I've seen the path, and it leads us to my father. But it's more than that. I am to bring back the magic, to heal the land and its people. The tree told me I am their future queen. Arias smiled and almost cheered. The elders were right. I should never have doubted them or doubted you and your skinny legs. Looking down, Esther saw her bag softly glowing again. Taking the book out of her bag, she turned to the map, revealing the path to her father. I know the way. I know where my father is, and he is not far from here. Let's go. We have no time to waste, Esther said all feelings of exhaustion gone. It's close and all downhill. What could go wrong? And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>